Welcome to the podcast where we clear up common misconceptions in biology and evolution and learn that the answers to evolution's mysteries are simple in the way that everything is astoundingly complicated. Welcome to Darwin's Black Book. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Darwin's Black Book. I'm Rebecca White and I'm a PhD student in genetics at the University of Exeter. And this is not Tom. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> this is um, this is my best friend Eleanor calling Hi. in from Belgium. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good thing for today. So, um, so Tom basically has been away for science work and is now currently dealing with jet lag and writing up his trip. Um, so we had a chat with him about this episode because we, we knew how important it was to do this. I'll explain why in a second. Um, but because he can't commit right now, he was like, hey, this might be good if you get a non-scientist in um, yeah. to make sure you're explaining it well. So enter Eleanor. <laughs> Fantastic. And I'll have all the, all the questions that uh, hopefully other people will also have who are not from a science-y background. Um, yeah, I'm a language student. I'm a currently an undergrad student at Cardiff University, and I'm doing my year abroad in Belgium. Um, so yeah, that's my deal. Amazing. So let's get straight into what we are talking about today. Mm -hmm. um, so there's an article circulating at the moment um, on social media and Twitter specifically, and it's called, in all capitals, DNA and RNA Explained. <laughs> So um, but you know what? I had a read through and like, I've had enough, like, let's get this straight. Like how are people supposed to be able to make a rational decision um, and like understand things when the news sources they are reading are getting some fundamental principles wrong? Like, especially right now, mm -hmm. um, knowing about DNA and RNA is so important because of vaccines. Yeah. Um, and at least in the UK now, most people have been offered a COVID vaccine. Um, two of which are mRNA vaccines. Um, and there's also a lot of misinformation going on about that. And this article did not help. No. And what's, what's the source, pray tell, of this article? Oh, I think it was, I've got it up. It was the Daily Mail. So yeah, one that I think we've talked about uh, here before. Some surprises there, I'm sure. Yeah, people. but people wouldn't be using it no, of as course. like fact. And it was, it was upsetting, but I'm using RNA a lot in my research right now as well. So I thought this was a good place to talk about it. What is your understanding of, of DNA? Let's start with DNA. Um, DNA has double helixes, has yes. a double helix, is a double helix. There is, is helix. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, I know it looks like Khaleesi's hair in Game of Thrones. That is okay. my pop culture um, knowledge and my science <laughs> knowledge all wrapped into one. <laughs> so you've just said in like four different ways that you know it's a double helix. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. That was, that was my, my, my one big um, thing that I know. <laughs> and I just wanted to get that in every way possible. <laughs> That's all I know. Okay. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate the effort, but you are right. <laughs> it is a double helix. <laughs> Um, so DNA is something that pretty much stays constant in you as an individual. Um, genes make up your DNA. And of course, when they become expressed as proteins, that, that changes things, your development, the way you look, everything about you, basically. RNA 
is a little bit different. So there's lots of different kinds of RNA, but the most important one for this topic is one called mRNA. So that's what I'm going to talk about. That's also what I work on. Um, the M stands for messenger because it's a little teeny tiny messenger molecule. <laughs> and this is basically what you get when the DNA is read and the gene needs to be expressed. mRNA is what's created. It's a messenger to then be passed on to make proteins. Okay. Um, so normally they're single helix. Ooh. That's why I'm glad you brought up double helix. Uh, <laughs> and I brought it up excessively. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're not always single helix. And I'll give an example of where they're not in a minute. But for this, RNA, messenger, single, DNA, double, constant, constant okay. information. Um, cool. So I opened this article. Picture this. <laughs> When you open it, you get hit with like a million adverts. It's just swarming with them. Um, I got an advert for um, Old School RuneScape and I was like, it's all right, hun, I don't need this. I already have a problem. Um, so, but when you finally manage to like close everything and not accidentally click on like Amazon Firestick or James Blunt's new album, you get to DNA and RNA explained, <laughs> kind of. Amazing. It starts off with, with a little intro, which is like, talks about the kind of the structure of these molecules, basically what I've just said. And it's like, it's fine. Like... It's a little bit, there's bits maybe I would have said differently, but like, it's, it's fundamentally, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of, it's onto a, a good start, but, but then as soon as you literally get past that, things, things happen. Um, <laughs> it derails, it spirals like a helix. It's all I know. And when you got something, you got to just use it, right? <laughs> so... Okay, I'll give you the first um, okay. line that I wrote down that I didn't like. And you can probably, hopefully, if I've explained well enough, you might actually even know why this is so wrong. Mm-hmm. So, uh, quote, DNA is broken down into RNA. Huh. That's an, that's an interesting take. <laughs> By interesting, you mean wrong, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so do you remember when we were in school... Um, we we learned about transcription translation. Uh huh. Well, <laughs> as a translation right student, yeah, I'm thinking of oh, something no, probably quite different. <laughs> a different one. So, like the yeah. bit where that I explained earlier, where the DNA is read and then an mRNA molecule mm-hmm. is made, that is called transcription. Okay. And then later on, it gets translated into a protein. Um, so DNA is not broken down into RNA. Um, I mean, they're made up of the same kind of building blocks, more mm-hmm. or less. And that's not something you want when you're thinking about, like, getting a vaccine, putting mRNA into your body. You don't want to think, like, oh, this is, like, stuff that I would normally break down and get rid of. That's incredibly misleading. Um, and that's what first mm-hmm. upset me. So, cool. Right, next quote. Um, RNA is also a virus such as hepatitis flu and HIV, which are all forms of RNA. What do you think of that? This, just briefly scanning the article, it's mm-hmm. it's not funny because it is sort of <laughs> misinformation, but it is also kind of funny. It's almost like they're throwing around lots of terminology, lots of sort of, I mean, I'd argue complex words or at least unfamiliar words to most people. Mm. And I could read this and, you know, I think I'm a pretty smart person, but I could read this and probably couldn't argue specifically against it, you know? And so I Mm -hmm. could come away with even a a very slight impression that is still wrong. 
And, you know, that could then affect how I think about vaccines or how I think about, you know, these specific vaccines that we that are, you know, so very popular <laughs> nowadays. Um, so, it, I, yeah, it, it, it's shady to put a slightly nonsense spin on it. Yeah, so to say that hepatitis, flu and HIV are all forms of RNA, that's not something you'd want to put in your body. No. But it's not no. true. They're not forms of RNA. Like, I can see how they got confused um, because you can get viruses called RNA viruses, but they are not, they're not just RNA. They're still viruses. Yeah, yeah. So in RNA viruses, all their genetic material is RNA and they don't have DNA. That's basically what it is. Um, and this is the one example that I was going to talk about where RNA can be double-stranded. It is, it is, it's difficult as well because with, you know, throwing around, you know, hepatitis, flu and HIV, we've been hearing a lot, or at least I've been hearing a lot about comparing COVID-19 to the flu, saying, oh, it's, it can be like a bad flu, the symptoms are flu-like. That I think we've all kind of come to accept. Okay, flu, not great. No, I don't think anyone particularly wants a flu or anything, you know, like that, you know, like the flu or worse than. But to then throw in HIV and hepatitis, mm. that's quite scary. That's a scary yeah. thought. And even associating, like I said, you know, HIV and hepatitis with a vaccine. Yeah. Well, they're not directly doing it, so they can't get caught up no, all they're saying is yeah. RNA. And that's... A lot of people probably hadn't even heard of RNA no. or hadn't heard of it for years before these vaccines mm -hmm. came about. Um, also, while we're talking about the flu, it's also flu vaccine season, so... Get your guns. flu jabs. Go get your <laughs> flu jabs. I got mine booked for two weeks. Nice. Um, a lot of people can get them for free, otherwise they're not very expensive, so... Just a side, a side note there. Um, anyway, back to these RNA viruses. Um, mm -hmm. So, while I was reading this part, I got a little bit excited because I remembered some of the stuff I did in undergrad. A question a lot of people have that I think is interesting. Please let me know if it's not interesting to normal people. Um, if these viruses are just just have RNA and no DNA, how do they? How do, how does that work? Mm -hmm. Is that the question that I had not considered? It is interesting, and I can honestly say had not crossed my mind. <laughs> I was secretly hoping that you would ask, but it's fine. Oh, I'm I ask sorry. myself, and yeah. you support that. I support you. I support you in everything you ask. So basically these um, viruses that just have RNA in them are so cool because, so like I said, RNA, um, mRNA especially, is a little messenger that can then get turned into proteins. What these viruses do is when they infect a cell, they use that cell's machinery to build more proteins out of the, the RNA that they have now introduced. How cool is that? Okay, I like that. It's clever, like a nifty little, like, I'm not going to waste my own energy building yeah. all, these, um, all this equipment I need to be able to replicate. I'm going to infect the cell and steal it and then make loads more of myself and et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's cool. I love how excited you get. I'm not laughing at you. I love how excited you get about all this nerdy stuff and I'm here for it. To be fair, that's like you talking about the Blue Perfect or whatever you... No, I don't get excited about the Blue Perfect. Okay, I just do, you not like, do we not like that? <laughs> I still don't know what that means, but it's fine. Yeah, languages. For another podcast. <laughs> I mean, that is, that is an arguable, you are speaking another language to me right now. You get a rant, I get a rant. Look at all these words that I don't quite understand. It's amazing. It's very cool. 
It's a type of oh, interlingual you think translation. So. Of course they do. <laughs> this next word is one that I think you know what it is. Okay. Um, from our Tumblr days, if I said mitochondria, what would you say? Oh, God, it's the powerhouse of the cell. Yes, it's- thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad you said that right. <laughs> Can't believe you brought up Tumblr on a podcast. Those are the days. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, so mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, which is true. Um, except this article decided to say... All animal cells use DNA, with one notable exception, the mitochondria. Mitochondria are not animal cells. Are, are, they, are they implying that all animal cells use DNA except for the animal cell of the mitochondria? Or are they saying all animals use DNA except from mitochondria, which is also DNA? Well, both of them are wrong, so I don't yeah. it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, so, but I tried to give them benefit of the doubt, and I thought maybe maybe they just got confused with with another fact about mitochondria. Um, so, to give them benefit of the doubt, I'm going to uh-huh. explain that, okay. um, which might have been how they got there. So, mitochondria is what we call an organelle. It's a piece of in the cell that has a function and does something. In this case, it's a powerhouse. It produces the energy cells need to function. But there is evidence that years and years and years ago, like millions upon millions. Um, while single cells were still a thing, there wasn't really anything multicellular. Um, mitochondria was a cell of its own, or at least the, the precursor of mitochondria, okay. that then got um, engulfed by a cell and then not properly broken down. And that cell then replicated and the mitochondria, or proto-mitochondria replicated with it until eventually we've now got animal cells. Okay. Um, this same theory is for chloroplasts in plant cells as well. Um, So that might have been where they got there, because mitochondria may once, or the precursor of mitochondria may once have been its own cell, but that was not an animal cell. (laughs) Um, So it's still wrong. But Uh anyway, um, but yeah, mitochondria also does contain RNA. That's true. Um, They have a special kind of RNA called mitochondrial RNA. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you know anything about that? Absolutely nothing. No, I did read in the notes mtRNA and I thought mount rna i did <laughs> no it's a shorthand for mitochondrial rna yeah that makes sense that makes more sense um so this type of rna is particularly cool because you can only inherit it down your maternal line Ooh. all of your mt rna mitochondrial rna no matter what uh, sex you are biologically it will all have come from your mother um you may be asking why you gonna ask why i it was on the tip of my tongue but Becca, why? I'm so glad you asked. So it's all about when the, the sperm and the egg meet for fertilization. So um, you know the structure of sperm has a little swimmy tail mm-hmm. and it's connected to a head. So in the connecty bit between the head and the tail, that's where most of the mitochondria is because swimming takes up so much energy, it needs to be near the tail. But then when it reaches the egg, only the head gets absorbed. So all the mm-hmm. DNA that you inherit from your dad is in the head the rest of it the connecty bit with the mitochondria just goes away gets dissolved or whatever disappears um but that means you can have um tracing of your maternal lineage which is why we know why we say the earliest um humans that we know about were always female so lucy oh so there's again i know it's a bit of a reach but it's me trying to understand how they got to that sentence yeah I mean, you're doing a great job at trying to understand something so incomprehensible. (laughs) 
but that article is so short it's like less than a page longer there was so much wrong with it um <laughs> so yeah that's where i got with that and i thought now i would talk about the mrna vaccine yeah which is um so i'm a double pfizer are you a double pfizer i am a double pfizer yeah so we had mrna vaccines nice um when they gave me the information sheet when i went to get my jab and it said mrna i just come out of work i was like i don't want to read about mrna right now i need a break <laughs> that was, oh well colliding anyway um so do you do you understand the fundamental principles of mrna vaccines more or less i don't i wouldn't be able to teach a class in it but i think i I'm, is this your way of saying you don't want to say it right now <laughs> yeah pretty much okay so tell me tell me all this magic stuff most vaccines the ones that we learn about in school um put a weakened or inactivated virus into our bodies which is mm -hmm. called an attenuated virus so do you remember that yeah Does that sound familiar mrna vaccines do not do that Ooh. Mm. so these vaccines are relatively new but they're not unheard of um they have them for zika and mm -hmm. the common cold so they do already exist I've already kind of explained what mRNA is, kind of that little snapshot messenger, yeah. snapshot in time. It doesn't normally stay around for very long. Um, for example, when I work with it in the lab, my biggest issue is it degrading, so you've got to be so quick. Um, it's fine. Um, <laughs> There's absolutely no bitterness here, no resentment. <laughs> I love it. mRNA in these vaccines is mRNA that was taken from uh, the COVID virus, which is amazing that they can do that. Yeah. Um, and the bit that they take, the messenger that they take, is the messenger that creates a protein called the spike protein. Have you heard of that in the news? Not, no. Oh, it's normally quite... So you know when you have like a drawing of it, it has the sticky out bits? Oh, yeah, yeah. On the circle. Um, that is because that is a spike protein and that's what's really important to the scientists who are researching this. Mm. Um, so in the vaccines, there is a messenger to make just the spike protein. That's all. Okay. So when your cell takes it up, it will then express a spike protein on it. It doesn't become a COVID particle. Uh -huh. All it does is it now has the same kind of flag that the COVID virus would have on it. And your body knows that, that it's foreign. It's the first time it's seen it. Okay. So all it does is it generates a normal immune response because it thinks this is a foreign cell. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. Let's find a way to get rid of it. It then learns how to get rid of it and you store that information. So when you actually become exposed to a spike protein on a real COVID virus, yeah. it already knows what to do. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Yes, that's perfect. I'm with you, okay. I'm with you so far. <laughs> Good, so yeah, the immune response that you've generated is antibodies. Yay. Remember them? We, need them. we love those little guys. So basically all this vaccine is, is it's skipping out the actual infection part and jumping straight to, okay, spike protein here, immune response, let's remember it, so you'll be ready. Um, it doesn't interact with your DNA, because it's skipped that entirely. It doesn't give you COVID, it cannot, it cannot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, the vaccine will not result in a true COVID virus in your body, just the little warning flag. None of the actual dangerous bits. Okay. Um, and yeah, so on that note, get your covid vaccine and it's flu vaccine time baby <laughs> and that's that's the episode i wanted to get out into the world fantastic the absolute glare 
that you you gave to me, I think, um, subconsciously when you were saying it does not give you COVID because I know this is incredibly <laughs> important. <laughs> that wasn't aimed at you. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's aimed at the Internet. I know. I love it. And I'm going to get every every <laughs> single top up vaccine they will offer me. And I have to find Amazing. out how pharmacies work around here so I can get my flu shot. Oh, yes, yeah, true. So thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Oh my God, my pleasure. It was wonderful. (laughs) And I've learned more and I love spending time with you. So this is a treat. Oh, I love Tom and I wish he'd be away more often. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to listen to this and be like, I know. Sorry, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, if you want to listen to more Darwin's Black Book, you can find us on Spotify, Podchaser, Google Podcasts and many, many other podcast players. Thank you to the British Ecological Society for supporting the development of this podcast. You can find them and join the society at britishecologicalsociety.org and you can find Darwin's Black Book on Twitter, on Facebook or on Instagram and you can find our podcast website at bit.ly forward slash Darwin's Black Book. Thank you so much for listening and goodbye. Thank you. Bye.